Corruption Watch is tomorrow releasing a report on land and corruption in Africa titled Story of the Marginalized. The research report addresses the link between land, corruption and discrimination. Now, Corruption Watch's work on land and corruption in South Africa focuses on the plight of people who live and work in farming communities, specifically in the Western Cape. And let's discuss this now and speak to Melusi Ngala, who is a senior researcher at Corruption Watch. Melusi, thank you so much for your time this morning. I'm going to start with, um, you know, what I've listened to so far when it comes to the opening of this particular series. You start with a very powerful story of your grandmother and it's 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 basically just about how for her she used to work on this farm and only be paid back in you know milk and 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 maize meal now those are stories that even in modern day south africa we sometimes still hear of when it comes to farm dwellings let's talk about the importance of doing the story and the series now to your listeners and thank you for having us at corruption watch uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a podcast series um, that we have decided to do. Um, it's in a documentary style, um, not the conventional one-on-one interviews. And the reason for that is because um, it's one of the most powerful ways of going about uh, storytelling. And it comes from the the research that we've done looking at um, the situation that farm workers find themselves in, or at least labor tenants find themselves in, in contemporary South Africa. Mm. So you making reference to my grandmother, actually it's interesting that you've you already listened to some of the podcast. Um, it's, um, as, a, as a black blind man living in South Africa, I felt that it was quite important, um, even though I'm working in the social justice space, to be able to, be, to, to connect with the story. Um, not for the purpose of driving the narrative, but so that the listener also then understands um, the perspective that I come from. You know, that mm. um, that's the one thing. But the second thing is that we need to, we need to be able to understand that if if we say that we're dealing with land issues, if we say that there pro- there's progress being made, what's that progress if in 70, 80 years um, little has changed from then until now? Because what you find in in these farming communities is that people are still struggling more or less the same way my grandmother um, has been struggling. And, you know, when, when, when it starts with that story, I was almost in tears because it, 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 it was such a... The way she tells it is so powerful and, and, and it's, it's, it's really something that one thinks of. Uh, you know, it, it, it drives it home, as you say. It, it's completely different to how one would think a situation is far removed from them. But listening to her telling it, it, it tells the devastating impact that this land corruption has had. But there's something else that... You know, I I really gathered listening to this. It was how this is work that has been done over time. And it's not work that you you picked up right now and you got into it and you started doing this. But this particular discussion is important because over time you've discovered this link between land corruption and how people don't feel that they are part of of South Africa, especially if things continue the way they are when it comes to land redistribution? Yes, so um, so Transparency International did 
a study looking at the intersection between corruption and human rights. Um, this was a couple of years ago. Funny enough, my, uh, my, my, uh, my colleagues and I, years ago, when I started at Corruption Watch, we used to um, make this um, link uh, much too re uh, resistant at the time that we used to get. We were like, that's a bit far-fetched. How can you guys want to link human rights um, to corruption, and we had to illustrate it through the reports of corruption that we were that we were receiving at the time. And I was responsible uh, for that. And my colleagues used to go to communities as well, where they saw the devastation that corruption was um, bringing upon these communities. And um, and so then over years, then we would um, gather these accounts. And when when the when the land and corruption project came to our shores. We we then uh, we then analyzed what was happening, at least what 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 people were telling us at the time about corruption problems that they were experiencing. Owed to the um, private sector, government officials, and traditional authorities, and we looked into this more and more, and we realized that there are some serious problems, and in terms of how corruption is impeding on uh, redistribution. Uh, tenure security, and res um, restoring land to those who are claiming um, land that they lost from the 1913 Land Act. Mm. Mm. And, you know, for someone who's wondering, maybe who hasn't even heard the, 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 the first part or even uh, doesn't know where to find the, 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 postca the podcast, let's tell the listeners where to find them and what can they expect. Um, so if you listen to podcasts on um, Spotify, uh, for example, just type in Corruption Watch or type in Story of the Marginalized in your search bar, and then you, you will um, you'll definitely find it. Or you can go to um, Facebook and look for Corruption Watch. We've got links there to the podcast or um, X, formerly known as Twitter, and then you can find it there as well. So... The, the first couple of um, episodes really sketch the situation to what was um, what's currently happening in South Africa. Tomorrow we'll be launching, um, we'll be having a listing, uh, listing session and, of course, then launching the report. But this is a precursor to something known as equity schemes. And this is where the crunch comes in, because um, South Africa has had this policy, among other uh, land policies, where we've been, um, where beneficiaries have been farm workers, and they've been forced into going into uh, business relationships with commercial farmers, and these commercial farmers have been using the states to get money, um, claiming that they will actually upscale these beneficiaries, and these beneficiaries will actually live happily ever after, so to speak, but only to find that they would still subject these beneficiaries to the same abuses that they've had been for many years. In some instances, beneficiaries don't even get dividend payouts, don't even get their wages, and they even get evicted from these farms, even though they are supposedly shareholders. And the state has been withholding this information, even though they know very well what's been going on. So this is what's coming up next, and this is information that um, is quite interesting, um, quite heartbreaking, and I'm hoping that South Africans will actually um, take this on and take and listen to it because the evidence is there, and then we can then hopefully start 
a new a chapter that will rectify the wrongs that have been happening in, in, in this regard. Melusi, from what I've heard so far, it, it promises to be compelling listening and well done. On, on, on this work that you've done over time and, and as you explain in the podcast of how it landed on your lap and then again landing it on landing on your lap, uh, you know, years later, this commitment is really commendable. So thank you so much for, for this important work and for speaking to us this morning and a job well done. We will be listening to these particular podcasts. That was Melusin Ngala, Senior Researcher at Corruption Watch.